0: You are listening to She Speaks by The Great Canadian Woman. The Great Canadian Woman makes waves, she moves mountains, and she blazes trails. This podcast is a compilation of inspirational Canadian women sharing their message, their insight, their experience, and their expertise. Compassion, strength, and softness, pride and humility, independence, and connectedness. The Great Canadian Woman unites us by both our similarities and our differences, and this is where we listen, learn, connect, and grow. You can learn more about our publishing opportunities, events, and how to be a contributor on the She Speaks podcast or blog by visiting www.thegreatcanadianwoman.ca.
1: I've dated boys. Boys are cute. I even dated a boy in university who was abusive, controlling, and stalked me. I've dated boys since moving here even to Calgary in 2000. Until 2018, I started remembering my dreams. They were strange, weird colors, and symbols mostly. I shared these dreams with my friend who was a shaman. She specializes in dream work. After telling her, she thought for a moment and then said to me gently, Amy, do you think or consider that you might be attracted to women? I took a sharp breath in. (gasps) It was a hard stop, a knee jerk. No, I can't be. I'm not allowed to be. My shaman friend said she would leave that with me to figure out. Weeks went past, and I went walking by the river and sat under my favorite tree by the Elbow River. It was a sunny day, and the sun felt warm on my skin. Taking a full, deep breath, I opened my journal, looked up at the heavens, and said, Okay, goddess, who was I attracted to growing up? Then I sat quiet, put my hand to my heart, and breathed. And then one by one, names fell out onto the paper. This girl's name in elementary school, this girl's name from high school, that woman I worked with as a lifeguard, this woman from university, and oh my God, that woman's name from here in Calgary. I dropped the pen, and I cried. As I walked home from the river, I felt so different. I felt like I was watching my life spin as I was above it, watching it. And I felt so alone. And I felt so different. I felt isolated because I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know what was happening, and I felt almost like an alien on planet earth, watching earth go about its day-to-day activities, and I didn't know how to interact, I didn't know what to do, what to say, because I felt so different and so alone, to the point where I didn't even want to leave the house or do things I like to do. I was supposed to go to an event in the park one day and it took so much energy for me to get out of bed, put on some clothes and go to this event where I knew there was people that I was friends with that would be there, but I didn't want to see them. I felt so different and so alone and I didn't know what was coming next or how to help myself or, or anything. I felt so scared. The battle within my head and heart was daily. Who can I tell? Who can I trust? Who will keep my story safe and who will believe me? Slowly, I started telling friends that I knew I was safe with. They all promised to keep my secret until I was ready to share it publicly. Now fast forward to March 2019. I was in the middle of a six-week course with my coach, all on overcoming fear. One day in our group call, I blurted out that I'm tired of hiding, that I'm bisexual. The call stopped. Time stood still. And I was afraid, even then, of the reaction of the women in the group and my coach. Everyone, though, was super supportive and loved on me, told me I was safe, told me I'm okay, that they loved me. My coach gently asked me, coming from a place of love, when was I going to tell my parents? Because if I work to empower girls and their leaders to live their real brave self and I'm not, then there's a disconnect. Now remember my reaction to my shaman friend, that I can't be who I am. I was frozen in fear. Fear that my parents would disown me, fear of not being supported by them, fear of not being loved from my parents, and so much more. I also had found an email with my name in the subject line. It was about me, not to me. Remember back in the 1990s when email first came into the world and you had a family email and if you wanted to write to somebody, you put their name in the subject line so that person knew to read it. But this was different. As I clicked on the email and read it, I was shocked and I didn't know what to think. In the 1990s, a friend of my sister's had just come out as gay. The letter I found asked if he thought I was gay or lesbian or something because I wore flannel plaid shirts, Doc Martin hiking boots, and bandanas on my head. The response my, our mutual friend said was, He didn't know. How could he know? He doesn't have this radar now that he's openly gay that he can source out and sense out different people who are like him. The bigger picture and the bigger question, though, he asked was that could my family still love me if I was? The answer I read back was no. Now, I don't know if that no was just from my sister or my family as a whole. So I was scared. I was stuck in fear because of what I had found back in the 1990s. So when my coach asked, when have I told my parents or when am I going to tell my parents? I remember crying and shaking and the overall fear of, no, I can't. I'm not allowed. That's not what we grew up with in our family. We grew up with the knowing of one man, one woman gets married, and that's it. No other kind of marriage. So with my coach's support, I wrote an email, 10 p.m. on April 9th, and threw a bunch of snot and tears streaming down my face, and the overall uncontrollable body shaking, and the feeling like any moment I'm going to puke all over the laptop. I'd hit send. I actually want to share with you the letter I wrote back in 2019 to my parents. It sounds like this. April 9th, 2019. Hi, mom and dad. I hope you had a great Monday. The sun was out today and it was a really warm day for Calgary. I wanted to write you in an email. This is very difficult for me to type and say, and it may be difficult for you to hear or read. I've been sitting in a lot of fear and tears with something on my heart because I know this might not go the way I want the outcome to be. The most beautiful is that you both still love me and accept me. I know this might not be the case. I fully accept that. I am okay with that. I have come and accepted that my truth is more important than me living in fear. My truth is more important than me suffering in silence. Here's my truth. I'm attracted to both women and men. I am bisexual with a lean to the feminine. I've known and accepted this is who I am for almost a year. I am happy, and I know that is what you want for me. Sending you love always, Amy. And I cried myself to sleep. Because of the time difference, when I woke up the next morning, it was already partway into the morning for Ontario, and it was 7.30 here in the morning in Calgary. Now, luckily, I didn't puke. And also I'm very lucky and very grateful that the next morning when I did look at the email finally and I remember shaking and crying again even before I hit open of the email because I was so afraid of what they would say Mum wrote back saying that they still love me and they had a feeling something was up and I would tell them when I was ready and I guess I was Now, this year in 2020, I came to the realization that I'm attracted to only women. I'm currently working through this new realization. And I remember saying it first to my coach in June of 2000, and I was crying. I whispered it through a bunch of tears. and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I can't say I'm attracted to women. It's not safe for me to say that, is what I thought. Throughout this journey, there are three things I've continually learned. One is to be 100% comfortable in who I am at my core. I was okay feeling I was bisexual. Now, working on being lesbian is new to me. I feel confident, like a new butterfly, yet there's still something holding me back. And with that, there's something I'm learning, a term, and that is internal homophobia. And it comes from the core belief that I grew up with, for example, that only one man and one woman can marry each other, or even date each other. Because when my coach asked me this year about what would my parents think or say or do I have fear or do I have thinking that I might be judged by them, the answer was no. Because mom and dad said they loved me back in 2019 when I came out to them as bisexual. It's the internal struggle that I'm dealing with right now that I'm going through. And being comfortable 100% of who I am at my core is taking work. But I know I'll get through it. Because the second thing I've been learning is to ask for help and then receive help. I have found a counselor or a therapist that is helping me with this. And a few other things that have been dormant or blocked. For example, the feeling I have like I'm not deserving of love. Or the feeling I have and the thought that I have that I'm unlovable. So working with a counselor, working with a coach, I know is going to help me through many things. And the third thing I've learned is to speak my truth, even when my voice shakes and I want to puke. Writing to my family last spring in 2019 was hard. And I remember shaking all over from head to toe and crying huge tears. Yet I knew by speaking my truth, I would be able to release that which was holding me back. When I saw Sarah post about looking for stories for her blog and for the podcast, of members who are part of the LGBT community. And with my new realization of who I am at my core of being attracted to women, I was hesitant. I didn't really want to do this. Yet I knew that by me sharing my story of coming out of the closet, of being attracted to women at age 43, would help someone. Because you know deep down inside. I remember when I was 15, 16. That I was watching the TV show Baywatch. And being. Watching the show and thinking that. Oh wow that actress is so pretty. Or that actress I, she's beautiful. But I didn't say anything out loud. Because I was in fear of saying it. And fear of being. Shunned. Or told something negative from my family. My wish for you is that you have the courage and confidence to speak your truth. By sharing your story and your truth, you never know who we will help. Last year in 2019, when I did share my story, of coming out as bisexual in a few different areas, a few different events and groups, one woman came up to me afterwards and said, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for showing me that I need to be more kind to my sister. What I know to be true is that the truth will set you free. I know that sounds cliche, but it's true, and it's my truth. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Sarah, for this wonderful opportunity to be a guest on your podcast again. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, me too, no, you're not alone. that there's support, that there's people out there who do want to help you and do love you and do want to see you live your real brave self, whatever that looks like. Until next time, always remember to be brave, to be bold, and to be yourself. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the She Speaks podcast by The Great Canadian Woman. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favourite player so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails.